In episode 18 of Mariah Martin and Murder in the Red Barn, we used an outdated term for the Romani people, and we just wanted to take a moment to apologize. We really appreciate that our listeners have taken the time to set us straight, and we just wanted to say we're sorry. Yes, we are very sorry, and I encourage anyone who feels like we said something that made you kind of go, huh? Just reach out to us. We do not mean to offend we really appreciate anyone who takes the time to educate us about these sorts of topics. So we're sorry and thank you for setting us straight. The Covina Massacre occurred on Christmas Eve of 2008 in Covina, California, a suburb of Los Angeles. Jeffrey Pardo, dressed as Santa Claus, killed nine members of Letitia Yuzapolsky's family who had gathered for a holiday party of about 25 people at her parents' home. Pardo began firing his handgun as soon as the door opened. One of his first shots hit Letitia's eight-year-old daughter, who had run to greet him, and he continued to unleash a hail of bullets as partygoers fled. Before killing himself, Pardo used a homemade flamethrower to then set the house on fire in a raging blaze. Authorities cited marital problems as a possible motive for the violence. Reports indicated that Pardo's divorce had been finalized on December the 18th, one week before the massacre. Three people, including Pardo's ex-wife and his former in-laws, were initially declared missing, pending identification of their bodies. This real-life story would become an element of Silent Night, the 2012 remake of the controversial 1984 Christmas slasher, Silent Night, Deadly Night. This is based on a true crime. I'm Chelsea, and I love true crime. And I'm David, and I love horror movies. Welcome to our holiday special. This episode is not focused on the crimes that we introed with, and not specifically on Silent Night, Deadly Night. We are going to talk just a little bit about it, but it's mainly a celebration of wintry holiday horror. Before we begin, I'd want to talk a little bit about the original Silent Night, Deadly Night. After his parents are murdered, a tormented teenager goes on a murderous rampage dressed as Santa due to his stay at an orphanage where he was abused by the mother superior. Wow. I can see multiple reasons why that would be very controversial, especially at the time, 1984. Nowadays, that sounds like a story you just hear on the news. It does. One week into the film's run in theaters, it was actually outperforming A Nightmare on Elm Street, which was released the same weekend. Yeah. Yeah, you got your Nightmare on Elm Street reference in? <laughs> I did. I didn't even try. <laughs> and after one week, it was, it was, it was pulled. It was pulled due to the controversy. There were parents surrounding the theaters. There were picketers. There were protests. In fact, uh, Siskel and Ebert hated this movie. They hated it so bad that in their review on their television show, they called out a list of companies that uh, distributor TriStar Pictures owned, listed them one by one, and then said, shame on you. They followed that up by calling out the writer, the director, and the producer, and said that you people have nothing to be proud of. I wish they would take such a firm stand with movies that are just plain bad rather than controversial. <laughs> just list everyone and say, shame on you. You have nothing to be proud of. Nothing. You lose. <laughs> yeah. Good day, sir. <laughs> Yeah, totally. I mean, they were they were kind of notorious about going against slashers in the 80s, and they were, they were kind of hard on horror back then. Yeah, well, a slasher with an abusive mother superior and a killer Santa, it's like the trifecta. Yeah, I guess like parents were absolutely like, 
Santa is sacred. Do not turn him evil. Um, <laughs> and yet it was outperforming A Nightmare on Elm Street. So people were going to see it. Yeah, people were going to see it. Apparently it was super popular at the time. It's just fascinating that they pulled it so quickly. From what I've read, it sounds like it was picked up by another distributor later on that took the controversy and embraced it. So that's kind of interesting. I vaguely remember the movie coming out. I remember some of the like talk of it being an anti-Santa movie, which it's not. Um, I just think that, like you said, that image of a of a killer Santa was maybe too much for mainstream audiences because it was TriStar ads were everywhere. Whereas a lot of the films that we'll discuss here in a little bit, particularly the slasher Santa films from the 70s, were smaller studios that were making these movies. So, you know, it was a little, little less likely that you know, grandma and grandpa or parents were seeing ads for a killer Santa film so silent night deadly night was certainly not the first santa killer story out there i mean there are a lot of stories that that use an evil santa but this one just happened to have a big budget and just i guess a perfect storm of timing all right so that's a little bit about silent night deadly night and the remake i think we are going to try to watch the first movie before christmas yes definitely i have not seen any of them so i'm excited to watch that yeah and actually i guess we sat in on a panel at horror hound columbus where the stars of the first and second one were there and they talked about their experiences making the movie and it got me really excited to rewatch it because i have not seen it in a very 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 long time should splice in here the audio of the garbage Garbage day. Garbage day. Huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, before we uh, talk about some of these really great wintry holiday horror movies, I wanted to give a shout out to a conversation that we had on our Facebook group which is the Cult of Based on a True Crime. If you have not joined, please do. There's a link on our Facebook page and you can just request to join and Chelsea or I will approve it. But I wanted to recognize Suzanne for um, mentioning Krampus, the 2015 version, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. Also, Jonathan for recommending a Christmas horror story for Lorian, who mentioned Gremlins. A personal favorite of mine. Yes. To Charles for mentioning Black Christmas and Debbie, who mentioned P2, uh, an episode of Black Mirror Season 2, Episode 4, and Tales from the Crypt Episode 2, which is titled And All Through the House. Which is amazing. That's on the list, so we'll dive into that just a little bit later. So let's jump in and talk about some classic horror movies that center on the wintry season, that focus on the holidays this time of year. The interesting thing is there's they're really similar to Halloween films. There is a ton of iconography that is perfect for the horror genre, but I wanted to start with one of the best and that is bob clark's 1974 black christmas and if you have not seen black christmas uh the brief synopsis is that it's during a christmas break a group of sorority girls are stalked by a stranger the call is coming from inside the house yes 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 classic line but black christmas is one of those instant classic christmas horror movies yes and i would say it's one that leans more towards the horror end than the christmas end a little bit reminiscent of the first halloween movie where it's taking place at the time but it's really focused on it's a slasher film i think first and foremost and it is so scary i remember i watched it for the first time with you but my dad had talked about it for years and so they're getting phone calls in this sorority house and the voice on the other end is just so creepy it's just it's not dated at all 
it's it feels to me like it will always be as scary as the first time that I watched it and it's excellent and we might be talking about it in depth in a few weeks we'll see if it wins our poll join cult of based on true crime and vote in our poll so the next movie I have and these aren't in any particular order of ranking they might be a little bit just based on my personal biases but that would be 1984's Gremlins directed by Joe Dante based on a screenplay by Chris Columbus and produced by Steven Spielberg we talk about classics and to me gremlins is one of the best there are very few perfect movies out there and this to me is one of them everything about this movie is amazing i mean the cute and adorable gizmo the mogwai to the rules and then to how the film plays out once those rules are broken and then the subsequent saving of the town and then the moral learned i just i love gremlins i absolutely agree this was one that i loved growing up i have very distinct memories of watching this movie growing up i think they used to play it on tv and my dad made me stuffed mushrooms which was my favorite food when i was a kid it's still up there on my favorite foods but it's excellent it's perfect i think this is a really good christmas movie it's a little bit scary but it's mostly cute it feels like you're kind of celebrating the holiday yeah i love it gizmo is adorable we got gizmo we have billy we have billy and kate the santa story and Corey feldman as pete and the Christmas tree and Stripe and the Fettermans. It's just, ah, ah, oh, Gremlins is good. It's really funny and it's really scary. It is a great horror comedy. Yes, yes, absolutely. Fast forwarding four years to 1988, Scrooge, directed by Richard Donner. And this is one of Bill Murray's most brilliant performances to me. He has a lot of great roles, but I love Scrooge. Scrooge may delve into a little bit more of that fantasy element, but I love that this movie takes that setup and puts it into the middle of the 80s. Yes, it's excellent. This is one, I had seen it growing up, but it was not part of my annual viewings until we got together. This is kind of your movie and it's excellent and I love it. And is it my favorite Christmas Carol adaptation? No, because that's Muppet Christmas Carol, but it's very, very good. And it's very different to the point where, you know, we watch both of those now every year and they're very enjoyable. All right, cool. Following that up, I am drawing a line in the sand and saying that The Nightmare Before Christmas is a Christmas movie. I agree with you. I have no problem with people who enjoy watching it at Halloween, but it is a Christmas story. So this is directed by Henry Selleck, and it's based on Carolyn Thompson's screenplay based on an illustrated poem by Tim Burton. Well, I'm sure you all know about the story of Jack Skellington and how um, he really gathers the residents of Halloween Town to celebrate Christmas in their own unique way, while also Jack is trying to find his passion again. And that's how he looks to Christmas to find that. It really takes a turn towards the end when the villainous Oogie Boogie gets involved and Jack has to save Christmas, which is pretty cool because he sort of unleashed the Oogie Boogie beast, I guess you could say. Um, It was kind of his fault. And then he redeems himself. And he also learns something in the process, which is really cool. Yes. I don't have much to add, except I've seen it mentioned online that the movie is an excellent metaphor for cultural appropriation. So something to to think about next time I watch it, because I haven't seen it since I read all about that. But it's interesting and I think very true. Coming up next, Krampus, which there are a lot of Krampus movies in the last couple years, as I guess the story involving the character has become more popular and ingrained in our culture. But this is the 2015 version directed by the writer and director of Trick or Treat, Michael Doherty. Basically, it's a boy. He's had a bad Christmas and ends up accidentally summoning a festive demon to his family and their home. 
I think we didn't catch it on its theatrical release, and it was last year, last December, the first time we saw it. And I was really blown away by this movie. I love Krampus, and I'm really excited to watch it again this year. Yes. It's great. I think my ranking for these movies, a big factor is the holiday cheer that they bring, even if they are, you know, horror movies. And this one's great. There's like an evil gingerbread man, an evil teddy bear. They're definitely capturing a lot of that that Christmas iconography that you mentioned and giving it that horror movie twist, which I think is just excellent. Yeah, cool. All right. So I got two more on the list. Christmas Evil, otherwise known as You Better Watch Out from 1980. And this is directed by Louis Jason, and it's about a toy factory worker who was mentally scarred as a child once he learned that, well, Santa Claus may not be real. He suffers a nervous breakdown kind of on the job, and then he embarks on a killing spree during the holidays. I just watched this movie last night. I had never seen it. I was super excited to. I love the title. You better watch out. It was. It's very good, and uh, I highly recommend it. Should I confess that I fell asleep on the couch while we were watching it? I've had a long week. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. slept through the whole movie. Yeah. 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 But it's really good, and I, I'll. I would love to rewatch it with you so yeah we'll probably do a second viewing of it and then uh, there's uh 2010's rare exports a christmas tale and this takes place on christmas eve in finland and it's the events that unfold once it appears that santa claus has been unearthed and captured after an archaeological dig and this movie is really fun it's subtitled but I believe it's it's been on Netflix forever, so I'm pretty sure it's either on Netflix or Amazon Prime if you want to check that out. But it's it's pretty fun. It's a good like fantasy horror Christmas story. I've never even heard of this. All right. We should watch it then. All right. Yeah, I really like it. These are some movies that I've seen quite a few times and really enjoy and wanting to share with all of you. And I also have a couple of, you know, wintry holiday horror movies that were on a lot of lists. It seems to be pretty consistent, the exception of a couple that I picked just because they seem particularly schlocky. And now I really want to watch them. There's a TV movie called Home for the Holidays from 1972. It sounds like it's a slasher movie. The synopsis is an alien father summons his three daughters home for Christmas and asks them to kill his much younger wife because he suspects that she's trying to poison him. That sounds like it's up my alley as, yeah. a, as a true crime tilt, not as being the younger wife. I'm not trying to poison you. Okay. <laughs> I promise. That's good. Yeah. All right. This one is the best and I want to watch it like right now, right when we hit uh stop on this recording it's called elves from 1989 i don't know if anyone's seen it but here's the synopsis a young woman discovers that she is the focus of an evil nazi experiment involving selective breeding and summoned elves in an attempt to create a race of supermen she and two of her friends are trapped in a department store with an elf and only dan haggerty as the renegade loose cannon santa claus can save them i want to see that right now too <laughs> right yeah that sounds silly that sounds fun. So I had mentioned the Tales from the Crypt episode. It was actually the second episode of the series, and it was in 1989 and all through the house. This one, actually, Chelsea and I saw recently on the box that we have of the Tales from the Crypt series, and it stars Mary Ellen Trainer, who... <laughs> If you watch this, you will recognize her. There's some amazing trivia about Mary Ellen Trainer, and sadly she passed away uh, within the last couple years. She plays Sean's mom in the Monster Squad. Not only that, but she's Mrs. Walsh, who is um, <laughs> who's Mikey and Brant's mom in the Goonies. And those are kind of dueling movies in terms of 80s fandom. So I, I remember a lot of arguments about which was better, Goonies or Monster Squad. <laughs> 
We should pretend that they all exist in the same universe and the three of them are brothers. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Could yeah. Be. Yeah, totally. Her character murders her husband and then she discovers that there's an escaped killer wearing a Santa suit on the loose, played by Larry Drake. If you've seen Darkman, he plays Durant. That that's a great episode. Yes, it's Excellent. So here's the interesting thing about that episode. It's a remake of a segment in the anthology Tales from the Crypt in 1972. So these 72 films, there's a ton of like, that was a big year for... What did Santa do to someone in uh, I 72? I don't know. Or maybe in 71. This is like in response. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to like look it up and see what was happening back then. But uh, this is also, I mean, it's it's essentially the same story. And I haven't seen Tales from the Crypt, the um, anthology movie from back then so that sounds really cool same year 72 there's a silent night bloody night and then a couple of other titles there's don't open till christmas in 1984 it has a really cool poster but maybe look that one up i haven't seen it there's the dorm that dripped blood and i believe that takes place over the christmas holiday and it's a a dorm that's under renovation and some of the students that stay behind um, and they're chased by an assailant and then i don't know why this wasn't number one but 2005's charles band directed ginger dead man i'm just kidding I've seen Ginger Dead Man. Chelsea and I have heard stories about Ginger Dead Man. Yes, from Charles Band himself. And uh, were, oh my goodness, who's who's Ginger Dead Man's voice again? Gary Busey. Gary Busey. In some ways, this mirrors Child's Play. It's basically the exact same premise, almost, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's a bunch of those. There's a bunch of crossovers with is it Ginger Dead Man versus Evil Bong and multiple ones of those and yes, yeah. the the Christmas classic Ginger Dead Man versus Evil Bong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um you can check that out if you want to. <laughs> All right, really quick, if you've seen everything on this list, here's a couple other ones that you may or may not be interested in. 1980s To All a Good Night, 1997's Jack Frost, which is pretty fun. It is also very schlocky and uh, a little gross, but from the guy that voices uh, Jack Frost, it's a cult classic. There's Santa Claus, C-L-A-W-S. There's Santa's Slay. There's a movie called Sint. There's Satan Claus. I feel like all of the good names have been taken. I've been trying to think, basically since we went to the Horror Hound that was holiday-themed back in the beginning of November, I've been trying to think if there are any good holiday horror movie titles that are left. It's all taken. All right. And also just wanted to end on a Christmas horror story that Jonathan had recommended. Chelsea, I haven't seen it yet, but the more I read about it, the more excited I get. So I think we're going to watch that really soon. So thanks, Jonathan, for mentioning that. Um, It sounds awesome. Okay, so that kind of wraps up our uh, recommended holiday horror movies and whatever, all that good stuff. But I wanted to just talk about some of our favorite holiday movies and TV specials. So Chelsea, do you have a couple or just even your top one? Well, my top one is definitely Muppet Christmas Carol, which I've already mentioned before. And I think we even talked about it earlier on the podcast. I absolutely love that movie. been watching it every year since I was a kid. And it's spectacular and perfect. And the music is amazing. And many people say that it is the best adaptation of A Christmas Carol. And it's actually the truest to the original Charles Dickens story. So I'm just going to believe them based on nothing except that that's what they say. (laughs) It's, yeah, it's amazing. 
Um, some other ones that we used to watch every year when I was growing up, uh, of course, It's a Wonderful Life, although that one's kind of fallen by the wayside. And so has March of the Wooden Soldiers, the Laurel and Hardy movie. I watched that a lot growing up, but I never got a version of it, I think, other than the VHS one. So haven't seen it in many years. And the other one I just want to mention, there's an episode of Supernatural. It is season three, episode eight, called A Very Supernatural Christmas. That's excellent it's the one with the like old Christmassy couple and it turns out that they're ancient pagan beings oh yeah that was people great. get sucked up the chimney or taken and brought up the chimney by the like evil santa it's very good and it's very touching i love that episode all right i think you're covering all of the other ones so <laughs> so uh what are some of your favorites david so there are a lot and um Starting with Pee-wee's Playhouse's Christmas special. That one is awesome. It's on Netflix. But I was and still am a fan of the Rankin-based stop-motion specials and the animated ones as well. Starting with Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, but then the animated Frosty the Snowman, and then the feature film stop-motion Santa Claus is Coming to Town, as well as A Year Without Santa Claus. And that's the one with the Snow Miser and the Heat Meister with... I'm too much. Do, 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 do. Yeah, that one. Um, also, there's a weird, like, 70s animated one that's Twas the Night Before Christmas. And that one is weird but fun. The Garfield Christmas one's really touching. I feel like that has a really sweet story. And uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. But then, in terms of movies, there's Christmas Vacation, which that's a family tradition. That's, that's your family tradition. I had not seen it until I watched it with your parents. It's great. It's so funny. Yeah, but ending on The Muppet Christmas Carol because it is brilliant. And I also share a love of that. Really appreciating how closely it mirrors the story, Charles Dickens's story. And it's, I don't know, it's good. I love it. All of the songs are great, except for the one that they like deleted. It's on the soundtrack, but it's not in the movie because it's the, that's the, do, 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 the sad one. Yeah. Uh, however that goes. I don't know. Yeah, it's a sad one. Also, the Grinch animated short oh, film. Oh, yes. yeah. The Grinch animation is awesome. Not the Jim Carrey version. Not the Jim Carrey version. For the love of God, don't see that movie. No, some of you might like it. But as someone who grew up with the animated short film, there's just no comparison. There's no topping that. It's perfect. The Jim Carrey Grinch is a horror movie. <laughs> Because he's so terrifying looking. Yeah. Yeah. He's scary. All right. Well, those are some of our favorites. And, uh, you know, if you have any others that aren't on the list, please mention them on any of our social media, wherever you like. Also, if you're looking for movies, I hope that this has provided you with a couple of ideas to round out this December. I know this holiday horror typically focuses on Christmas, but if you have any Christian, non-Christian holidays, whether it's Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or anything else, you know. Or just wintry movies that are horror movies. I would love to know some non-Christmas-centered ones as someone who celebrates Christmas but is not particularly religious. Yeah, yeah. So please share a lot of the things deal with santa i think santa is kind of the theme here so yes. i i love me some santa you know if you're looking for other things outside of our genre that we talk about or if you know of any other like true crime adaptations of christmas stories or holiday crimes that have been adapted to 
film and television. Also, we have officially paid for a Hallmark app subscription. I've already watched, what is it, A Cinderella Christmas. And we are about halfway through what's the naughty and nice one with fake Hillary Duff, Haley Duff. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. More more Hallmark recommendations. Tweet at me, at True Crime Based. <laughs> All right. David says, please don't. <laughs> no, no, no. It's fine. Whatever. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You'll hear from us again soon. Um, until then, just remember, death is but a door. And time is but a window. We'll be back. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.